Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Hammer and Nigel Show. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, everyone. Hopefully... You're going to be safe, make some good decisions, eat a lot of food over the next couple of days, give thanks. And right now, let's go to the WIBC hotline and a man that I'm thankful for, a man that delivers local content every single night here at WIBC, the Tonus, Tony Kennett from the Daily Signal and the Tony Kennett cast. Tonus, what's up, brother? It is just the kind of Thanksgiving Eve where I'm doing journalistic stuff with one hand and I'm cooking stock for the gravy with the other. You know what I'm saying? I was really, you know, waiting to hear where that sentence was going to finish at. I've got one hand over here and... Could have gone a number of different directions there. Uh, But let's get down to the nitty-gritty here. I want to get your thoughts on what appears to be a little bit of a trade, this hostage situation between Israel and Hamas, some people calling it a temporary ceasefire. I think you have to be careful with that verbiage because, let's not get it twisted, Israel still wants to annihilate Hamas, but there has been some wheeling and dealing in regards to hostages. Your thoughts? So Hamas thinks that by kind of pausing the fighting for a moment in order to exchange hostages, that they'll somehow ramp up some kind of global momentum to keep Israel from resuming after the four or five days. Uh, That's not going to happen. But I want to point your guys' attention at something very interesting here, and that is all of the the hostages that Hamas is releasing are women, mothers, children, and uh, all of the hostages that Israel are releasing are uh, young dudes in their 20s um, who were caught massacring a lot of women and children. So it really shows you uh, kind of the two kinds of prisoners the sides are taking. Tony, do you, th- do you think there's a reason that it took this long to get in the hostage negotiations? Because I've always kind of thought that, um, you know, the, the same thing as you, if Hamas got four or five days here, that they would just re-up all their stuff, right? So I think now that now that the IDF has gone through and cleared the tunnels, right, do you think that leads up for more of this hostage negotiation and also more um, specific attacks o- over on the Hamas side, since we know everybody should be above ground at this point? Well, you know that an army runs on its stomach, and Hamas is seriously hurting because its supply lines have been severely crippled. Uh, Also, seven of the Hamas leadership have been killed at this point. There are uh, 13 to go, and they are hurting. They do need a moment to regroup. Um, I think that they are desperate to get some of the 20 that Israel is holding back because at least two of them have leadership potential. Uh, However, at this point, I think that Hamas is more than anything kind of doing a Hail Mary pass uh, to try to get some momentum behind like a global condemning of Israel resuming the fighting. What the globe doesn't understand, though, is that Israel's combined unity left and right government is just not going to stop until every member of Hamas is pushing daisies or whatever grows in the Middle East. Tony, does it make me a horrible person that when I hear Joe Biden come out and talk about how there may be a hostage deal in place, knowing that he might have the ear of Netanyahu, am I a rotten SOB? Because the first thing I think of is, This probably isn't going to be good because every deal that Joe Biden has made has been awful, whether it's with Iran, whether it's trading Brittany Griner for the merchant of death. This habit of negotiating with terrorists 
something about that just kind of makes me a little uneasy. Look, I'm happy the women and children are out, but does it make me a horrible person because I feel like, man, this might not be a great deal? Um, That's precisely what should be going through your mind, because, uh, again, when Joe Biden basically categorizes anything, it should immediately be brought into suspect, especially when he's talking about what should be happening geopolitically on the global stage. And it's not because he's uh, not because he's malicious in his actions on the world stage. He's a doddering old fool. I mean, you've actually had members of the State Department, of the Secretary of State's office, and the Department of Defense stopping the president mid-speech uh, because Biden has started to say too much. Um, it's very clear that Israel is actually taking less advice from the United States by the day. And to that, I say, good. Your first and foremost action as a country should be to have the full and complete control and responsibility of your own military. You answer to no one but your citizens. Tony Kennett is our guest here on the Hammer and Nigel show. I'm Jason Hammer. Jerry Lopez, Indy Spanglish on Twitter, filling in for Big Nige. Now, Tony, your wheelhouse is covering education. You were a longtime educator here in Indianapolis, and now you kind of investigate things at a national level with the Daily Signal and your own program here nightly at WIBC. Did I read correctly that in New York, their governor, Kathy Hochul, wants to basically initiate the Ministry of Truth, what we were making fun of for so long with the Biden administration and the lunatic they tried to bring in to teach us what's real and what's not, what's misinformation, what's not. New York's actually doing that, aren't they? They are. I talked about this a little bit on the Tony Kinnikast last night. Um, as a guy who runs the uh, largest parody account on Twitter at the moment. Um, <laughs> I, I, get, uh, I get a really big kick out of people doing my job for me. And I got to tell you, the, the same government that would be the state of New York that told people the COVID vaccine, which is, again, it's not actually a vaccine, was safe when it's not. The same that told them that COVID-19 did not originate from a Wuhan lab. Now we know that for certain. The same that said a number of nonsensical things from climate change to inflation to uh, why we need to lock all of the elderly up in the same room in a nursing home during the first wave of COVID. That's the one who's going to tell you what's not a conspiracy theory. That's the one who gets to decide what truth is and what isn't. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take a bunch of factual advice from people with gender theory degrees who is in their sub-department of education that will likely be running this ministry of truth. You know, one of the, one of the biggest concerns when these kinds of things happen is who's fact-checking the fact-checker, right? So uh-huh. who's determining what is fact? Who's determining, who's making the final the final decision on that? Because whether you consider yourself liberal or conservative, I think we want facts. We'll debate with facts, right? Right. And, and that's a lost art today because so much of the stuff that, that we talk about, people don't want to speak about the facts. So so who, who, who ultimately is going to be the one to make the decision on whether this goes into a history book or whether it doesn't, whether my kids learn about the, the truth about the Civil War or whether they don't? Who's going to make that decision? Like every single bureaucracy, whether it's in a state government or whether it's in the federal government, the bureaucracy answers to no one. The Department of Education may sort of answer to the state superintendent. They may sort of answer to the Secretary of Education at the federal level. But at the end of the day, those employees are going to do whatever they want because the legislature doesn't hold them accountable. The executive branch doesn't hold them accountable. Anytime you give government unilateral power to a bunch of pencil pushers who were just hired, not elected, 
they're going to be completely untrackable, ungrabbable, at least in, in criminal proceedings. They get away scot-free with anything because they've been given unilateral authority. So what's going to happen in New York if a student in school says, you know what, I've studied up on what happened during COVID and lockdowns didn't work, cloth masks did not work, and the vaccine was not a vaccine and you could still get it and spread it. If you say that in New York, are they going to call that misinformation? Yes, they are. And, and we've seen this before with other organizations that have tried to be these arbiters of truth. You saw this with fact checkers like Snopes with PolitiFact. At first, they'll say, well, actually, that's kind of nuanced. And they love throwing that word around. See, it's actually a lot of gray areas. And really, it's all about people's personal truths. And after they do that for a few months, then it will be, well, this is a blatant lie because and then they'll they'll, you know, attach themselves to one very small thing that's not even relevant to the story. That's how these organizations work. It's the same hot garbage, new coat of paint. Tony Kennett with us here on the Hammer and Nigel show. So if I say somebody pulled a Bud Light, we all know what that means at this point, right? Like your company made a poor decision to get in bed with certain woke ideologies and you ruined your business model. That's pulling a Bud Light. Target, they did the same thing. But at least Bud Light seems like they've learned from their mistakes, Tony, Target, on the other hand, they're doubling down. And it's the best thing I've ever seen. I actually made a reel on Instagram about this. It's currently about to hit a million views. And the reason it's hitting a million views so quickly is because people just can't believe it. The tone deafness is stellar. So they hired this wacko just a couple of weeks ago. Who Target did, right? To, yeah, he wants to torch and burn all of like traditional Christmas with glitter and hellfire and the targets releasing a bunch of LGBTQ decor for Christmas, prideifying it. And everyone's like, dude, didn't you just lose 14 billion this year for your tuck friendly swimsuits for kids and a bunch of other really creepy crap you were selling? Nope. They're going to do this right at the time of year when they need to make up for this year's deficit. Amazon and Walmart are knocking at their door to take over their market share and target just opened the door and bent over. I've never seen an organization so willing to shut its doors like Target is doing. I, I'm amazed. Well, and to, and to your point, you look around these these big liberal cities where these Targets and these other places have just been rioted through and ran through, and they're just leaving these cities, and now they're alienating the only customer base they have left after they've already done it once, right? So, like, for what they say, first time, shame on, uh, shame on you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Second time, sh- you, you know what they say. George W. Bush has got your back right there. <laughs> if you fool me, you can't get fooled again. Right, right, right. I mean, really, at this point, you just have to wonder. I mean, they hired this guy to be their head of segmentation, and they listed a bunch of the LGBT letters that go on forever. And then they said he's also their head of pride. How down as an organization do you need to be? to hire someone to be in charge of pride for your organization. I, I'm going to open up a new organization. This person is going to be in charge of lust, and over there, that's gluttony. <laughs> what, what are you doing? you got about uh, 30 seconds left here, and here's the thing with Target. Even liberals like money, 
Right? Like when we were ran by MS Communications in this building, Jeff Smullyan was our owner. He was awesome. He disagrees with probably 99.999% of the things we say politically, but he liked money and he left us alone. What, where are these you know, heads of Target? Where are the board members? Where are the people that have bought stocks saying, what the hell are you guys doing? You're hemorrhaging money and you're making it worse. Why isn't anybody stepping up to the plate here? Because there's still an idea that persists that boycotts don't work, that if we just ride it out, then it'll totally be okay. The thing is, that's starting to become a theory that doesn't work anymore. Bud Light, they just last week fired their U.S. head of marketing. Now Target is going to really lean on, oh, come on, certainly it won't be that bad. And when it is that bad, maybe they'll learn. I don't know. Time will tell. Tell us about your show tonight. Tonight, we have A.G. Todd Rakita on, also uh, Spencer Clavin. He's a major uh, literacy and classical lit expert, going to be talking about some cool stuff. And it's the pre-Thanksgiving episode. We've got all kinds of wacky nonsense to throw on the air. On Twitter, at the Tonus, Tony Kennett, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and we'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.